Hey there, welcome to the Evolve with Nadine podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Rodriguez. I'm here to help you evolve your mind so that you can live an amazing life. I'll be talking all things healing, manifesting, energy, spirituality, the subconscious mind, and more. It's a mixture between science and spirit to help you get into alignment with your true authentic self and raise your self-worth. I'm so happy you're here, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. So today, my guest is Michelle Elizabeth. She's an intuitive healer, and she also makes these beautiful, magical candles. But today, we're going to be talking about self-healing and all about becoming your own healer, which is one of my favorite topics. So welcome, Michelle. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited. So self-healing and I mean, I guess healing in general is huge. I practice this all the time. So what is your journey like that kind of got you down the path to be the intuitive healer and to just start your own healing practice? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that end up, you know, becoming quote unquote healers. And I say quote unquote because it's always a self-healing process. It's like healers really just like help you understand how to heal yourself. It's really just our job to like illuminate and shine light and help you get to those breakthroughs. But it's always a process of self-healing. So I would say most people that end up on this path of becoming healers have been through like a significant amount of trauma in their life. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so like we become healers because we have to learn how to heal ourselves and heal through our own traumas. And so, you know, I definitely had like a pretty rough childhood in a lot of ways and found myself really escaping a lot through partying a lot when I was younger and just not really having a whole lot of self-awareness. And it wasn't until I went through like a pretty a pretty bold spiritual awakening (laughs) in 2013 that I really started to do healing work. And even then I would say I became familiar with the concept of healing work, but I didn't actually know how to do the work. And I think that that is common. I think people hear like healing, but like, how do I heal? Right. And so I would say for the last like eight years, I've just been in this process of what does it even mean to heal? How do I do it? And like actually making those changes. So Right. Not sharing with others. Right. And Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel like it's like what you get mainstream. It's affirmations and positive think. And it's like, okay, that works when you've done the internal work. How do I do the internal work? I still feel like shit. How do I change that? Exactly. Yeah. So in this process, I've really, I've come to understand and then also observing my own healing and and also healing that I've seen in clients that there are really three main layers of healing that happen and it's not linear and you're going to jump back and forth between these layers, depending on, you know, basically what needs healing first. So you have like your physical body, right? Which is like your nervous system, your sexual energy, your brain health, your physical well-being. And that really honestly dictates a lot of your physical energy flow. And then you have your astral layer, which is all about your thoughts and feelings. So this is where the subconscious and the inner child and all of that like emotional body work and that psyche layer, that's where we really do that work, right? 
Now the subconscious, the thing about the the astral and the physical is they, they can both like intertwine and like the subconscious, for example, definitely controls a lot of our physical processes in the body as well. So that's to be noted. And then we have our causal layer, which is more on like a soul level. And these are these, we can actually carry traumas from past lives. So the causal layer is sort of where these soul imprints will be the past life regression and healing, which does, which does come up for some people in their healing journey. Not everyone goes into that, but like a lot of people do find that they have like these really deep rooted patterns. And so the deeper rooted patterns have oftentimes like links to other timelines and lifetimes. So past life regression work can be a really powerful part of the healing process as well. And then there's also the, your soul's divine blueprint and like your soul's plan and like your soul purpose and all of that are kind of held in that outer causal layer as well. So those are like the three main layers of healing that I've um, witnessed and, and noticed in myself and in my clients. And I know for me personally, my journey started in the layer of the site. I really started working with my mind and my thoughts first. For some people, it's different. You, I'm sure that you've seen yeah. and noticed some people go into their healing journey through the body. Mm-hmm. People get sick and then that causes them to go in. But like whatever your way in, it's like, that's fine. It, there's no right or wrong step one, two, three. It's just like all the layers are there and you'll be right. into them at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the same. I started with the you know thoughts and emotions and started working my way there. I haven't really explored past lives too much yet, although I really would like to at some point. But how would you say somebody who's really interested in self-healing and wants to learn more, not necessarily they know where to go, what would you recommend for them to start before they even go to somebody? And I love how you mentioned that you aren't the healer for them. You just facilitate because Mm -hmm. I tell that to my clients all the time. Like, I'm not changing you. You're changing yourself. So I love how you have that same mindset to be honest i think that it's we are usually intuitively guided in the direction that we're supposed to move in but one thing that is like so powerful at every single level of our of our journey is actually journaling and journaling prompts it's really about asking ourselves the right questions just bringing more self-awareness in of what are the patterns that are repeating in your life you know what kind of pain and suffering do you perpetuate in your own life because a lot of healing is like recognizing that we're the ones that are creating our own pain and suffering to a certain extent. And it's like, first we have to observe that the pattern of the behavior is repeating. Then we have to understand like why that's happening and kind of dig into that. And that's kind of where we can do some shadow work around that. Like asking questions like what need is this behavior meeting? What needs are not being met, which causes this behavior? Just kind of like really digging in because actually like most of our dysfunctional patterns and behaviors are an attempt to avoid like two to three emotions. So learning about yourself and what emotions you're afraid to feel and what you're afraid to confront, you know, and then from there, it's like learning tools to navigate. So, and everyone's drawn to different tools. And for me, I like NLP, EFT, hypnotherapy, same as you. Those were kind of the ones that like drew me in first. I also, you know, I love to do like inner child work as well and like the shadow work, but whatever tools come up for you to learn, I would say that would be like kind of a next step. And then the third step would be to um, actually implement the tools and change the behavior. I think the most important step is actually the behavior change 
in the healing process because that's when the healing actually sinks in up until then it's all just you know we're just learning and we're gaining knowledge but until we actually implement the shift and make the change then we're not healing we're not healed quote unquote right Um, (laughs) yeah so when it comes to dealing with the self the stuff and going within it can be hard because you know i mean like you said you escaped we all have Mm -hmm. all those escape methods and it's really hard sometimes to just sit with it and go through it so how do you help your clients who have that resistance to it because I mean even me as I help my clients I find resistance with myself (laughs) when I'm like nope I gotta work on this so yeah it can be that way honestly sometimes the best thing to do when you feel resistance is to just like accept that you feel resistance and maybe like wait a little while like it it is okay to follow what feels good to you but maybe questioning why the resistance is coming up maybe you could just start with an inquiry on that like why do i feel resistant to this what am i afraid to see about myself what am i afraid to know like what is this here kind of like digging into that but you know i think it might have been a teal swan video that i watched about this but it's like actually when you're in resistance like you don't want to like push against that resistance too much because it's like it creates more resistance so it's better to kind of come to like a more neutral state and just like maybe put on some binaural beats and just meditate or sit or open your journal just do something that feels good that's productive and takes you inward it doesn't have to be a silent meditation if you're feeling resistance toward that it might be better to journal if you're feeling resistance toward journaling, it might be better to go on a walk and put on some, you know, talk that inspires some type of, you know, different kind of thinking within yourself. But just try to come to more a more neutral state before. Don't try to fight, I would say, as much. That's my advice. That's what works for me. Yeah, right. And what do they say? What you resist per what you resist persists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you talk about the body part, can we get more into the somatics of that and how that really does affect us? Yeah, actually. So along with like the three parts of healing, the three layers of healing, which I do actually have a graphic on my Instagram if people are like interested in seeing what I'm talking about, because some people are more visual. There's the three gunas, which is actually the yogic. It's like a yogic philosophy. And so what I like about sort of like an Ayurvedic philosophy, I believe, what I like about Ayurveda is it always relates like elements to the body and like energies. So basically they say that we have three states of energy. We have the tamasic, which is more earthy. We have the rajasic, which is fiery. And we have the sattvic, which is more air. And so when we're in like a tamasic state in our body, we're going to feel very depleted, tired, lethargic, unmotivated. Tamasic states are really common when we are going through a significant emotional trauma or we have a lot of unprocessed emotional trauma that we need to clear, right? So in order to kind of get ourselves out of that state, that's we need to activate rajasic energy, which is fire energy. And oftentimes when we're in a tamasic state, especially on a spiritual journey, I see people trying to go from tamasic to sapphic. I see people trying to meditate their way out of a bad energy, quote unquote, or a low energy, which actually doesn't work because the way to get yourself out of a low energy state is to activate fire. So you actually have to take action. So the first kind of state of rajasic is self-motivated action. And then the second is selfless service. So if you're in a low depleted state physically and your energy is low, 
just start taking action, self-motivated action. And then eventually that action turns into selfless service and then it becomes sattvic, which is more meditative. Now, I'm not like saying that meditation isn't a good idea because it always is, but I'm just saying that it's not going to get you out of that low state. Right. So just know So that. can you give an example of somebody who would be in that state and what type of action they would need to get out of it? Yes, because I definitely was recently in tamasic state when I like went through crazy stuff. So actually a really great way to get your fire energy going and to get your rajasic energy activated is through the physical body. So this is actually when you would go into that layer of healing of the physical body. So yeah, it's because you're clearing emotional trauma, right? So emotional is astral. So you want to go into the physical body to help to to correct the the energy flow. So you can actually start to do any type of um, nervous system work. You could start with breath work if you wanted to, but you can also like start exercising. For me, I started going to the gym every day and I would say probably like two and a half months into that is when I really started like having that fire. There's also certain like foods you can eat that can stoke your fire. The, the best way to stoke your fire to get your fire going initially from Tomasic is to actually physically move your body. So dancing in the morning when you wake up is a really great way. It's literally about activating your, your fire energy and that has to come through physical movement. So, okay. so that's the action that you mean, not like, let me go and make a phone call or you, you're talking about I mean, physical that, action that in your body. Too, that too, like all of that's important. But if you're asking what is that first initial step yeah. to get you out of that energy, which is the question, then that. Yeah, move your body. But, yeah. Move your and body. then next step after that would be what meditating or? I would say so like move your body and then like, yeah, of course, like bring in some meditation because the meditation can create space for new ideas. And then it's your job to take action on the ideas that are given to you. So then that's like the next step is like, okay, now let's take some inspired action in the direction that I want to be moving in. Yeah. And it's going to be self-motivated at first. And that's like kind of the first step of the Rajasic. And then after you get to like the next level of the fire, it's going to be more selfless service. So it's like, how can I show up and serve my community in a selfless, deeper way? Yeah. Right. Like, how can I help somebody else feel good? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good, too, because, I mean, some people aren't or they don't at least see themselves as leaders, but it's just like, how can you just even help somebody else? And And that could even just start with a phone call or something. Exactly. So right now in your life, what are some ways that you help yourself get grounded? What are your favorite grounding techniques that you use? Okay. The clouds. Honestly, diet. It's a lot of physical body stuff for me with grounding. Diet, exercise. And I live in this beautiful home right now and I have a huge backyard so I walk around outside a lot bare feet and I just spend time in nature there is also like some ground like I do some psychic development stuff too so I do have a couple grounding practices that I'll do before I go into like the ethereal realms and the Akashic records I'm actually learning how to go into the Akashic records right now yeah I'm really excited about it I'm not something I'm offering yet but eventually I will but yeah about that (laughs) yeah so I, I do have like a grounding practice that I do before I go into that kind of work. And that is actually just kind of envisioning that cord. I'm just 
practice that a lot of people are probably familiar with where you literally we can envision yourself as like roots coming out of your body going down into the earth and you kind of like send out anything that's not serving you down through those roots so there's like psychic grounding practices that you can do but then outside of that i would say that most of the grounding is going to come through the physical body yeah all right right i love how you say diet because it's the same for me when i'm eating like crap i i'm off and it's hard for me to get grounded even when i try and do like the visualizations and all that i'm like why oh yeah hey like shit (laughs) yep yep So Michelle, I am so happy that you're here. I do just have one more question for you. What advice would you give somebody who knows that they need the healing, but they're just unsure where to start? They're they're terrified to do that deep inquiry within that's required. I would say, obviously, I'm happy to speak with them. (laughs) (laughs) Like want to DM or reach out. There is a book by the holistic psychologist called do the work. And I would recommend. I actually, I have it. It came out like a month or two ago. So good. I'd recommend just like starting with some books and going to like your local bookstore and kind of looking around at self transformation books can be a really great way to just sort of open your mind and start to download that knowledge. Also like following, you know, people on Instagram that are are helpful that you find helpful or listening to helpful podcasts. That's always like a really good place to start. And it can also help you feel like you're not alone, like you're in community and like you're supported in your process. Even if it's like somebody that's far away, like you can still feel that support. And sometimes that support is like the motivation and the inspiration that you need to get started because sometimes it can just feel like you're all alone or like you're going through something alone. It can be a really good idea to join a community. I would definitely recommend joining either like a group coaching program or um, a mastermind or something like that so that you can feel supported in in your journey inward. Right. I love that. And I love how you said that we are all part of the human collective. And there are times that I've even been like, I'm like the only one in the world going through this. But I had to stop and be like, no, I'm not. There are other people that are going through the exact same thing. So that's a little refreshing to know that, you know, I'm not alone on this journey. For sure. I used to host moon circles um, like every like new moon in D.C. for a couple of years, like two years with a girlfriend of mine. And when we would all do our shares in the beginning, it would be so wild how so many of us were going through like similar things, but like different. It's like same, same, but different. And it's, it's often like that. We think we're going through things alone, but we're not. We're, it's a collective thing. So, And I think that it's really powerful to kind of come into that realization of our interconnectedness through this work as well. So, Right. And I'm sure you see that with clients because <laughs> I get clients and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going this, like they're mirroring me. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So where can our listeners find you? online. So I am on Instagram at fire and bloom. And I'm also I have a website fire and bloom.com. So you can find me either of those places. Pretty easy. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here, Michelle. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to subscribe and leave me a review. I would really appreciate that. So until next time.